This is Cody Mack, voice of the Franklin Parish Patriots and co-host of the Extra Point on KMAR Thursdays during football season at 5 p.m. You are listening to the Extra Point Podcast, a playback of our weekly show. Don't forget you can listen live on Thursdays during football season only on KMAR, Mixler.com, and TuneIn Radio. Or you can check it out right here, the Extra Point Podcast. The opinions expressed in this program are those of the host and participants and do not reflect the opinions of KMAR. Welcome to the Extra Point. We're not even on, man. We're not on. I show that we're on. Woo! Bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. Woo! Bring them out, bring them out. 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 Here's a snap. He's going to throw it out. Wide receiver screen. Caught. Makes one man miss inside the five. And touchdown. Demetric Whitlock gets the first touchdown of the 2020 season. Curtis in the shotgun. Calls for the snap. He'll pass it. Throws a wheel route. And it's caught. Walking into the end zone is Darion Young for the 19-yard touchdown. First down and 10 at the LaSalle 35. Shotgun snap. Going to throw it deep for Washington. He's got it. And he's in the end zone. 35-yard touchdown pass to Keon Washington. Bring him out. 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 And welcome to another edition of the Extra Point right here on KMAR. Streaming online, Mixler.com and TuneIn Radio. Good afternoon to you. This is uh, Cody Mack here, Matt Reynolds there. How you doing, pal? Foobar. What is that? Foobar. Foobar. You know what Foobar is. Fruit bar. Everybody knows what Foobar is. Yeah, we we knew we'd get to this. Oh, no, and I'm not talking about what you think I'm talking about. (laughs) But I am. Yeah. But we knew we'd get to this point. Uh, COVID. Here's, Here's my concern. Okay, he's got get cancellations in the area, probably the most we've had in one week period this year. So what happens when the playoffs come? What happens when you got a team out of New Orleans having to play a team out of the North uh, East Louisiana region? And Friday comes along, you get a positive test. Yeah. There's no – I don't know what you do then. I see a big catastrophe coming if they don't get something figured out, some sort of – something in place to follow throughout the postseason because it, it could be really bad yeah yeah it's it's that that's all that was a, a deal we talked about that before the season ever started yeah. um you know with uh coach nason and how they were having to do with things and he, he even brought it up he said look you know we they had that positive test with the uh the scrimmage with washtaw uh-huh. that got the first game of the week canceled he said he's on the phone with people in baton rouge and he's like, the NFL can't even get rid of this thing. How do you think we're going to do it? You're not. Yeah, right. You're not. It's, yeah. You are going to have Nick games. Nick Saban got it. Okay? Exactly. Yeah, that's all you need to know, right? You are going to have games. And uh, with playoffs right around the corner, there are going to be, um, you know, things happen in the playoffs. Um, it, it would be an absolute miracle of 2020 if we got through the entire postseason high school football without having anything come up. Yeah, it would oh, be a miracle. Oh, yeah, of course. And, and it is going to come up. I, I'm just saying that somebody – and I'm sure there is, you know, Bonine and, and the, his staff down there in Baton Rouge have to be thinking about some sort of contingency plan, some sort of protocol when this happens because it, it's going to happen for sure. And, uh, of course, this week, talking about all this because we had a couple games canceled again. Uh, Alexandria Rustin. I think Alexandria got some sort of COVID uh, interaction with us. Yeah. And they had to cancel – Rustin did get a game, uh, Catholic Baton Rouge, uh, which has been a powerhouse in the, the select uh, ranks in the past few years coming up, playing over at Grambling. 
uh, St. Frederick Delta Charter. Not sure who got COVID there. But I think it was Delta, Delta Charter. Uh, I think Delta Charter. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that game was canceled. And, of course, uh, Delhi Charter decided to just put a lid on the season, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I think they <laughs> – yeah. It's a great comment you had the other day yeah. on the uh, social media yeah. outlet for that one. But, yeah, well, you're well, no, exactly I mean, right on that. I, I was talking – about we were talking about Del, Del Hot Charter last week, and, and let's face it, we've been through some rough seasons. We know all about that, but they are having an exceptionally brutal season. I'm talking about multiple 50-point blowouts. And then you turn around and you get a very good general trash team not, uh, and above average for, for you know compared to many years. And then you got Faraday. That's your next two games. <laughs> oh, we got a COVID test. Uh, Yes, we'll have to cancel. <laughs> yes, we'll have to cancel. I think that's week. okay, though. Yeah, so Trass and um, Del Hot Charter was canceled this weekend. Apparently, Del Hot Charter just said, we'll cancel the following week against yeah. Uh, Faraday. Yeah, yeah, we'll try to keep our players uh, safe and healthy hey, hey, all, all at one time. You right? know what? I don't blame you. I yeah. mean, we know what was going to happen anyway, so uh, that, that'll get Faraday. Well, I'm sure Faraday will probably find an opponent because they don't want to get – probably don't want to get rusty as uh, they're – priming up for a repeat yep yeah big game we'll talk about that big game for Faraday coming Mm up uh tomorrow night as we get started on uh, last week's scoreboard roundup we start off with uh Gina blowing out Grant last Friday night 68 to 16 and Grant you know had started 3-0 in the season lost to Marksville and things just kind of the wheels came off but uh Gina kind of finding their own after a slow start getting back to giant ways right Uh, what we used to see in Gina do uh, Sterlington blew out East Beauregard 50-8. to eight. Uh, Union Parish over uh, Richwood 34-8 to eight as they continue their undefeated yeah. season. I wonder if Trey Holly had a second-half play. I heard he's up to 30 week. touchdowns. That's impressive. Uh, total, you know, with kickoffs and rushing, I think he might break the stack, stack yeah. book over there. Could be. Uh, plain dealing, uh, not enough for River Oaks. River Oaks gets uh, Zara their second. Stings, brother? Their second LHSA win. How about that? Uh, what a year to enter the LHSA in the MAIS for all those years. In, you know, all, all the different Mississippi leagues, they've been in seven of them. They finally get to the LHSA, and we got the craziest year in history, but they've won a couple games. Yeah. And they continue to improve. Uh, but, you know, I, I really expected this out of them. I mean, I've always, you know, covering them when I worked at the Washington Citizen, they never had a whole lot of great talent. But they had great coaching, and they were disciplined. I knew that would translate over in the LHSA. Uh, still, you know, they're not OCS, but uh, certainly doing better than I think most people thought they would do. And they don't have to travel to Mississippi every week. Yeah, and, and play uh, play Briar, Briarfield Rebels or you yeah. know, the Rebels every week. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. And, and, it, <laughs> and it's a Monroe, and Monroe School's been there forever. They needed to play in the LHSA. So that's, I'm, I'm really happy that they're getting some wins this year. Uh, Minden was undefeated going into Friday night's matchup with Neville, but the Tigers got the win 41 7. Homecoming win for the Neville Tigers. And, and you know, just listening to Tannehill uh, on their Neville Tiger network the other night, uh, by far the best game the Tigers have played. So far this year, got their running game going. The DBs, I think, had uh, four turnovers. So, um, yeah, I think Minden was probably a good team. That, that Don't let that deceive you. They were good. They were undefeated. And Neville just played their best game, and a lot of turnovers for the Crimson Tide really hurt them. Uh, last week it was Faraday over Vidalia, 70 to nothing. Oh, man. And I, <laughs> I talked to somebody at the game, and it could have easily been 100. Easily. Freshman played the second half. So, um yeah, Faraday, uh, that, that rivalry has lost its luster oh, the past man, couple of years. Oh, man, I'm telling you. 
Uh, Oak Grove, Washita Christian, the game of the week last week because uh, Oak Grove got the win, forty-seven thirty-five, proving both of us wrong on our predictions yeah, last Friday night. Um, yeah, uh, Oak Grove, you know, we, we defending state champions. So is OCS, but I think what you got to factor in is just Oak Grove just leaned on OCS. That's that's what they do. Yeah, they're bigger, they're stronger, yeah. and they just leaned on them and. and you could tell it got to OCS late in that game, even though they hung with them. It was a game to the end. Uh, the Tigers just a little bit above OCS as far as the depth and the physicality, I think, uh, when, when the two get on the playing field. Of course, they won't be playing in the same playoffs. That's right. That's yep. uh, Mangum General Trash last Friday night. Uh, it was a close game for a while. 35-32 was a score that we got. It was a second-half score, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Mangum uh, wins it 55-32. to Looked like they pitched a shutout in the second half. Yeah, and uh, Tutu Pleasant, 20 carries, 170 yards. You got Cam Wilmore, 19 carries, 124 yards, just pounding the football. Uh, and that's what Mangum's been able to do under Scott Wilshire. They, they can throw the ball, and they, and they have the ability to do that. And I think Coach Wilshire would like to do that. But why when you got several backs that you can just, you know, eat up yardage and pick up first downs and, and score big plays with? And that's what happened. And Trask, I think Mangum, and, and talking with uh, Scott Parsh, you know, was, coached at Mangum for a long time thought there he said this is the year for Mangum I said this is the group that you you knew four years ago would be a good group yeah this is the year if you're going to do something it's this year and you've really seen that in the first five games well you know the old old saying was is you you need to be able to throw it just a little bit because once you get in the playoffs you're going to come and you know across some really good teams and and you're you probably need to pull some passes out yeah yeah so uh yeah it's a really good uh really good start for the Dragons uh, but they do have Faraday coming up this Friday night. Tomorrow Faraday, night, so. and uh, the only team, Ravel is the only team to hold the Trojans under 50 points this year. Uh, and that's insane. <laughs> that's pretty crazy. Of course, Stanley Smith coming off that state title a year ago. They lost a ton of guys, but, man, they just seemed like they hadn't missed a beat. And you know, but I, I'm almost think a 70 to nothing win the week before is not good for your team. Yeah. Because yeah. what you're going to get Friday night, is, is not what you saw the week before. But uh, you're going to see a, a Mangum team that's really confident. And they've never beat Faraday. I, I looked it up. They've never beat them. So they got a lot to play for. It's going to be it's going to be a fun one tomorrow night. Uh, is that that one's in Mangum? Yes. Am I, am I correct on that? Wait. Uh, no. I think it's in Faraday. No, it's in Faraday. Yes. Okay. Um, Your favorite press box. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe the lights will stay on tomorrow. (laughs) Uh, And then finally, wrapping it up, we were there last Friday night. Bastrop defeating Franklin Parish 41 to 12 uh, to improve to 4 and 1 on the year. Franklin Parish uh, dropped to 1 and 3 on the season, have lost three in a row. Uh, Matt, what did you think about last Friday night? Well, here's the thing Bastrop's what they always are, but they're not that good. I mean, they're not. They're, they're, they're They're just as good as when FP was whooping on them a few years ago. The difference is is that you don't capitalize on the turnovers. You can't punt the football. You can't switch the field. You, you turn the ball over, and you give you know great, fast athletes too many chances. I mean, that's the thing. And FP doesn't have that home run hitter. They don't. Uh, they, they've had a, a few games this year where they had a couple nice plays, but they don't have what they had four years ago in a, a running back that can take it to the house. They don't have that this year. And they and they haven't shown they have a quarterback that can hit the deep ball or even hit a you know a, a twenty yard slant on a, on a regular basis and and that's all of our growing pains and, and you know really young team, but this bastard team is nothing great. They, they of course they're good, they're big, they're strong, they're, they're fast, fast, but they are 
crazy undisciplined. Yeah, and, yeah, and, and very, and very beatable. I don't, I don't see them beating Neville's. What I'm saying. So, it's just uh, you hate to see, uh, you know, all these kids year after year, you know, for FP just going into a, a, a game like Bastrop and getting down, you know, thirty to nothing, and then in the second half play much better but you just get in such a hole you can't really you know get back in the football game and that's what happened again yeah one of the things i wanted to point out um and it what is probably less than what we've seen uh in years past in a, in a franklin parish bastrop matchup but they did have double digit penalties and almost 100 yards of uh penalty yardage yeah and i guess so I, they're a very undisciplined bunch i was thinking about the penalties and cody i was thinking about the turnovers they were just slinging footballs and you know all over the place Two picks for Demarion Carter, uh, another fumbles. I mean, it's just undisciplined football, which has been Bastrop staple since, you know, they won those three titles. And ever since then, they've just been really talented but undisciplined. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I guess I just don't see that big a difference. What I'm saying is I don't see that big a difference between that team and Bastrop and FP. If FP just does what they're supposed to do, catch the ball from a 10-yard out pass, catch it. Those things just have not come together this year, and it's really hurt them. Field position has been their demise, and third down has been their demise. Yep. Uh, well, as we get set to uh, look at ne- at tomorrow's action, uh, tomorrow night, and uh, we'll start with 1A, Tensaw will be at OCS uh, tomorrow night. Here's what they should do at the end of the year. Tensaw should play Del- uh, Delhi Charter, and they should call it the Wooden Dolphin Bowl. <laughs> and they should <laughs> – no, but Tensaw, <laughs> you feel bad for them, but, man – they only have, I think, 15 players, I read. And they show that's, up each and every solid. week. They yeah. show up each and every week. Yeah. They still go to practice. They still play te- play teams like Oak Grove that, you know, dressing out 65 players. It's insane. Yeah, uh, these guys have poured their heart into this entire football season. You got to respect, you gotta respect yeah. something like that. And then yeah. to, uh, tomorrow night, uh, guess what? You get to go over to 165 <laughs> and play OCS, which is like mini Notre Dame. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, St. Fred's at Delta Charter. Once we we just talked about that, canceled tomorrow night. How about St. Fred's? Uh, three games this year, they've held the team to a touchdown. Uh, that, that's a pretty good defense, and that's uh, certainly their staple this year. Uh, Cedar Creek will be at Sisley Island tomorrow night, and Beekman Charter will travel to River River Oaks uh, in Class Two A. The big matchup tomorrow night: Mangum at Faraday. Yeah, we mentioned it. Uh, Mangum never beating Faraday before, and. I don't think it was last year. Maybe it's a couple years ago. Faraday just really rolled them up uh, over – may have been last year uh, over, over the, at the New Mangum Stadium with it completely renovated. Uh, yeah, I, it's, it's one of those things. I haven't seen Faraday, but uh, I think this will be the best test that Faraday's got all year. I mean, this is the only game they, I think they have left that in the regular season. That's going to be a possibility that the opponent can beat them. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's going to have to go Mangum's way, though, as uh, we know uh, crazy things happen over in Concordia Parish. Yeah. And, uh, it, it, could, it could get ugly real quick, or, you know, Mangum might pull out a squeaker in the end. Yeah, that's going to be a heck of a game tomorrow night. Uh, if you want to watch some football, travel on over to Faraday and uh, check out Mangum at Faraday. Vidalia. Uh, yeah, bring your Coleman Leonard. That's right. Uh, Vidalia will be at Madison uh, Parish tomorrow night. Uh, Beekman Charter at River Oaks. Jonesboro Hodge will be at Darbone Woods. And uh, in Class 3A, Green Oaks at Union Parish. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carroll at Wasman. Baby Bayou Classic. Uh, Carroll, I think, has only played two or three games all year uh, for you know COVID cancellations and such. Uh, Wasman, 
still not the Dean Smith Wasman. You know, of course, the head coaching change, and uh, certainly not the Wasman we saw in our, you know, so many years playing our district. Both these teams kind of struggling to find identity right now. But uh, it's good to get some normalcy back, a Baby Bayou Classic that's very familiar to both of those teams. Probably a good game tomorrow night. Yeah. Uh, 4A matchups will be there tomorrow night. Franklin Parish High School, the final home game of the 2020 regular season yep. for the Patriots as they'll take on Huntington District Huntington, matchup. I believe got a big win over Jonesboro Hodge last week. And, you know, you could tell the team last year, Huntington was young, very uh, fast. Had a lot of good skill players. Uh, I think they pretty much returned everybody. And uh, you can tell because they put together, you know, four or five wins of the season. It's going to be a tougher game than it was a year ago for Franklin Parish. Franklin Parish gave that game away over there, uh, you know, in the rain in Independence Stadium. I think they're going to get a good test with this Huntington team tomorrow night. Um, we'll have all the coverage for you, 6.30 pregame, 7 o'clock kickoff. Right here on uh, KMAR. Bastrop will travel to Menden tomorrow night. Menden, of course, was undefeated last week before taking on Neville. Bastrop uh, Frank defeated Franklin Parish last week. Uh, so now these two teams get together, both one-loss teams. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a real close matchup, very evenly matched teams here. As, uh, we'll know what we're facing with Menden when they come rolling, uh, when we roll over there yeah. to Webster Parish. Uh, last but not least, Class 5A, Washtaw last week getting shut out by uh, Rustin. Um, twenty-seven yeah. nothing. I think is the final yeah. score on that one. The second shutout Washtenaw's had in I think fifteen years in uh, district play. The other one was last year against uh, West Monroe. But uh, it's, hard, it's hard to really put a to, to gauge Washtenaw. You know, they started out the season scoring fifty-seven points here and there, and they did lose the Union. But we know how good Union is. But yeah, it just seems like they're just uh, you know each and every week you get a different Lions team. I uh, don't see them breaking the streak this year. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, as they travel on over to West Monroe tomorrow night. West Washtenaw at Pineville tomorrow night. And uh, Alexandria at Ruston got canceled, but Ruston did pick up uh, Catholic out of Baton Rouge. Uh, that will be played at Grambling Stadium. Yeah, Catholic BR, of course, got a couple titles in the past few years in that uh, select side of the bracket. And Ruston, I think, is a disappointment. I mean, everybody was pegging them to be uh, a contender in 5A, and it's really – I mean, they're still having a good season. But I think you would – if you talk to Coach Coach Ball, he would tell you that uh, very disappointed with where they are right now. Yep. Well, that's going to do it for our uh, scoreboard roundup uh, here this week as we uh, – get you set for tomorrow night's matchup once again franklin parish will be at home against huntington we'll have all the coverage for you right here on kmar mixer.com and tune in radio and coming up next we'll go on over to franklin parish high school and chat with head coach sunny nason yep about tomorrow night's matchup with uh, huntington as well don't go away you're listening to the extra point you're listening to the extra point podcast a playback of our thursday show on kmar mixler.com and tune in radio tune in thursdays at 5 p.m for the extra point now back to the show it's the extra point
Hey, look. New ACDC for you? You heard that yet? Love that. Love that. I've not heard that. Yeah, it's brand new. Just came out last week. Is Brian Johnson? Yes. Yeah, Brian's so, back. So I, heard, I remember he retired. Yep. Mm-hmm. And he's really into like racing and stuff. So his voice was going out. So he just focused on all his race car investments. Mm-hmm. So he's back. He, he's back. And uh, actually, he came back and then uh, was having trouble hearing because, okay. I mean, you know, let's face it. These yeah. guys have been rocking for years, yes. and and the uh, amps and everything is kind of messed it was up. His ears. That's yeah, right. yeah. Okay. Sorry. So uh, yeah, he took. A, he was on a little hiatus. Axl Rose came in and turned yeah. ACDC into a Guns N' Roses type <laughs> feel. That was Back so in weird. Black was being played. And it was terrible. And it was at the same time when Guns N' Roses was, was <laughs> making their comeback tour. Yeah. So it was really bizarre. Well, yeah. if you think about it, uh, Axel probably needed some money. He was probably having trouble somewhere. Yeah, he needed some money for some bagels. Yeah, had to, a, had to do something. Guy. So, hey, uh, I I can't wait till I'm 135 and I can vote Democrat. I just wanted to that, say that. Yeah, 135. Yeah, well, hey, I'm 135. I'll, I'll tell just, you what, I'm man. Throw that out there. Let me know when. Uh, <laughs> On my 135th birthday. I won't even know. There's so many <laughs> of those. voting still. So 135-year-olds yeah. in America we didn't even know about. Or the, fact, today. or the fact that, you know, I, you know, I can't wait for the day when Louisiana has like 4 million votes. We don't even have that many people in the state. <laughs> Altogether, not, yeah. not even counting, you know, non-registered voters. Who, who I don't know, man. Thought, man? Who, who, who would have thought that uh, more people would vote for a guy that never left his basement than any other president in history? Yeah, and, and I'm, you know, I'm going to say this. I'm going to leave this out there. You take it for what you want. But when the Senate is red, yep. when, when, there's, when they're not losing Senate seats, when they're constantly gaining House seats, yep. and in these same states, they voted Biden in as president. That just don't make any sense. What's wrong with the, what's wrong with the country? And somebody call Simon Cowell, because American Idol can count five million votes in like 30 seconds. Exactly. You take, exactly. It's taking you three days. Okay, I know what you're up to. Yeah. I know. You know how we to. fix this? We vote in person. There you go. None of these. Now, like, I understand the military... You know, the people that are yeah. that are working in states, out of state, you know, voters, that type of stuff. Man. That's one thing. That's one thing. But anyways, enough, enough hey, said on that. Say la vie. Yeah. We will continue to fight the good fight. That's right. Uh, as uh, well as I hope uh, LSU continues to fight the good fight. <laughs> Matty? Uh, well, okay. My goodness. I, I, I haven't talked to you about this. So how <laughs> upset were you? I know that you had – it was a 2.30 game, and you had a big party you had to host and all that. So, were you mean to all your guests? No, no. <laughs> I think I was over it by halftime. Yeah. I think I most think, people were. I think I was over That it was halftime. the first time I've ever heard Chris Blair get pissy on air. Yeah. That, uh, and it was a little bit at LSU and a little bit at Auburn. It was that – was it a play-action pass? The last touchdown, I think, Auburn, it was play-action, which was – it's kind of a cheap shot. Yeah. But that's what happens. It, what goes around comes around, though. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But he he kind of uh, dogged LSU a little bit there. You could tell he was just over it. He, you know, it's the first time I've heard that out of his Jim voice. Hawthorne coming out? <laughs> yes. And Chris Blair a little bit? I cannot. <laughs> I cannot. Jordy, we are going into the top of the fifth inning. Fifteenth inning. I'll be back. I cannot believe it. <laughs> this is ridiculous. What is that? He used to miss Jim Hawthorne would leave at about the third inning. He'd be back in the ninth, though. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Especially that's if it's a close game. That's what they did the last, in the twilight of yeah, his career. Yeah. They just said, okay, Jim, just, just just come in for a couple innings. You can come in first and ninth, and Charlie will do the middle. Yeah, go get you a ballpark, Frank. Come on back. You know, we'll do it later. Uh, I, was, I think I was more upset at the fact that uh, after the first half went the way it did for the offense, that we did not see 
Max mm-hmm. Johnson sooner. I, I kind of wanted to see him a little bit earlier in the third quarter. Yeah, TJ Finley had a terrible game. Terrible game. But I said, if he had another good game against Auburn, he'd win the job. Well, he's Not lost anymore. the job. No. Uh, in two weeks, we play Bama, and Miles Brennan will be under center. Yeah. That so, game. so, what's the problem? What's What's the problem? Uh, this is abnormal. This is a not a normal. Yeah, no. Losses. I I, th- I think uh, you know the, the the deal with the defense has been all year. Well, we've had a couple of good games to make us kind of forget about what they did the week before. They gave up 220 yards rushing, 340 yards passing. That's that's not that's not good. And and, I and if kinda, you, and if Auburn did that, what do you think Bama's going to do to this yeah. team? It's going to well, be it's going to be bad. It's going to be real bad. And here's what I noticed on the off. And of course. We mentioned Finley had a terrible game, but the offensive line was hot garbage. Yeah. If you look back at the South Carolina game, there was, you know, Emory was averaging like four yards before he ever got touched. It was terrible. I don't know what happened. There's no way that Auburn's defense is that much better than South Carolina's. I think they are, but it's night and day. Yeah. Uh, I, I just think they're – Having a freshman quarterback, first real big, I would say, SEC game. It wasn't good. He didn't have a good showing. All right, forget all that. He's a true freshman. He's going to, you know, you're going to have those games when you're running a true freshman under center and against Auburn, uh, you know, okay. a big SEC West opponent. But it, the defense, I'm telling you, it, it all is the defense. The defense is the problem. There's some whisperings in Baton Rouge media. You know, take take this with a grain of salt that there's a huge culture problem there. And, of course, you know, when you're as bad as you are this year, it's going to be hard to stay motivated. It's the weirdness of the COVID season and all this. It's hard to things to seem normal. It's hard to stay motivated, especially when you're losing like they're losing. But it's that Orgeron wins the national title, divorces his wife, gets a 20-something hottie, <laughs> goes on 60 Minutes, Goes is on Fox News every week. There's a lot of people that say the focus was lost in the offseason. And say what you – and Pelini, I mean, he hadn't been a coordinator in a long time. Something's gone. Something's missing. There's a disconnect between him and instruction and getting his guys to perform what he's wanting them to do. There's something missing there. They can't get rid of him. They won't be getting rid of him. No. no. So – you know, Not I, at I this know, point. I don't know what you do because you've tried every player. You really have. They yeah. have nobody else left to try. I mean, they've played the people, the guys they have. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know what the answer is. Uh, I, I think this year is. I think this year is going to be a, a write-off for a lot of reasons. But you just hope that it it doesn't do as much damage to the recruiting trail and the program that they can't bounce back. Yeah. Yeah. I, and and I think what they're using as a recruiting tool is the fact that hey. You know, we, we lost our OC. Yeah, not really, but you lost your passing game coordinator. You replaced him with Scott Linehan, who was in the pros, but he's not now for a purpose. Yeah. There's a reason why. And and Scott Linehan is not Joe Brady. So forget all that. Uh, he comes in, and you let him call plays on third and long and red zone. <laughs> That's it? Yeah. What's, what's the – and both of those, by the way, the third and long and the red zone – have been garbage for the offense. Yeah. So that's, you know, just Red something zone, to stick right. in the back of your mind there. This is what's so but. bizarre is that a couple hours before LSU got embarrassed, historically beaten by Auburn, they got 
the second top safety in the country to commit to them. That's what I'm saying. You, you hope that it's not another bad week with Bama. You hope that they can at least stay competitive for a while and, and get another win somewhere down the road. Yes. Yeah. A&M and Arkansas yeah. are going to uh, be tough wins. Uh, I think I think they can get – I think this is a potential six-game losing year for the LSU football team. You know when the last time that's happened? Hurley Hallman. So – that, but I, but if you look at it right now, they have how many losses right now? Three, four, three, three. Yeah. All right, Bama's a loss. You can chalk that one up. That they're going to get blown out in that game. Uh, you've got Ole Miss, possible win. Yeah, it's possible. Well, that scares it's me. Possible. That, that, the defense. It, it, you don't know if Auburn but, can put up six hundred yards on you. What's Ole Miss going to do? Nah, I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm, I mean, you may optimistic. be able to score on. Yes, yeah, I'm being yeah, optimistic. You may be able to score with them. You can win a shootout with them. Right, right. So right now you're sitting at four losses so far. After the Bama game, you've got four losses. A&M is a potential loss, depending on which Kellen Mond you play. Yeah. Uh, Arkansas, don't play with them this year. They're they're way better this year than they they're, ever have been in the last And even when they years. weren't legit, they kind of played as tough They still play years, tough, yeah. yeah. Um, so then you turn around and you, you end the season against Florida. Oh, God. I forgot about so, Florida. So, God, if everything, worst-case scenario, worst-case scenario, you end the season with seven losses. That's worst-case scenario. He will be fired. You think so? Even with COVID, even with the buyout, LSU fans are fickle, man. They they are fair-weather fans. They will not put up with it. And there's a and there is a, a lot of people that didn't want him to have the job. They they, they There's a lot of people that believe that they won last year because of Joe Brady. There's a lot of people that still don't believe in him. So uh, I don't think it, this year matters. I don't. Yeah. I don't. But if you start falling off in the recruiting trail, that's when what you got to start looking at. Yeah, that's that's something that I think Coach O's been able to do. Though he's been able to bring those recruits well, in. That's but what I, he's always been able to do. Think about it. You know. How many how many guys that they they lost thirty players last year or twenty three thirty two thirty two okay, uh, okay. thirty two players three in the NFL twenty three in the NFL thirty two total whether they yeah. they just didn't play this year because they were getting ready for the draft or or COVID Jamar or Chase. what Jamar Chase, uh, the DB his name he was a starter he slips on mind right now the DB that, that opted out of this this season Fulton yes. He opted out this season. Tyler Sheldon, he would have got some play in time on defensive tackle. He was, you know, a guy they invested a lot in. He was a five-star. He came in at 400 pounds. They got him to 350. Played a lot last year. Not a lot, but he got in in certain packages. Those guys would have made a difference. Yeah. I mean, they would have made a difference. Yeah. Uh, Especially Fulton. I mean, the DBs are so young. They're going to be amazing. Ricks, I I think Flott's having a – not a good year, but I mean, I don't think Stingley's having a great year. No, he's, and I'm telling you, it, it trickles down. You you see it with every football team. The offense is not playing very good. The defense uh, tries to do what they defense can, but sucks this sometimes year they just by the yeah. yeah LSU is just really bad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, it is going to be time for our picks this week. Um, we uh, we're trying to get Coach Sunny Nason on the line with us. Okay. Not sure if that's going to not going to happen, but uh, we'll uh, try one more time. And if we can't, then we'll get to our picks. And uh, we will wrap up our Thursday edition this week of the Extra Points. Stay tuned.
You're listening to the Extra Point Podcast, a playback of our Thursday show on KMARMixler.com and TuneIn Radio. Tune in Thursdays at 5 p.m. for the Extra Point. Now, back to the show. It's the Extra Point. to the extra point right here on KMAR streaming online mixer.com and tune in radio uh, thanks for hanging out with us Cody Morona here along with Matt Reynolds as we are uh, fixed to get set with our pick skin pick em for this week like defenses and uh, our picks haven't been very good this year oh, <laughs> where are we at right now 33-22 of course above 500 hey but, uh, but uh, you know, could have been as better. You know, we're more accustomed to better records than that around here. Yeah, twenty twenty. We'll blame it on that. Yes, we'll blame Talking it on COVID. Asterisk yeah. beside this, nobody will ever remember LeBron and the Dodgers. That's right. No, <laughs> you are correct, sir. Although they will probably remember hey, the World hey, Series more than the NBA Finals. They will. Yeah. Did you see what news dropped today about ESPN? I did. Five hundred fired today. Five hundred. How? That's my question. Was yeah. Jamel Hill part? Oh, I'm sorry, she wasn't there. Yeah. Was, was Jamel, uh, somebody, Jamel Hill is uh, triggered in a treetop somewhere <laughs> in Massachusetts right now. <laughs> but yeah, 500. Uh, you know, of course they they kind of polish it up and say, "What's well, we're moving to a more streamlined online streaming." You know, trying to move into the 21st century or the 2020. No, no, you, you got ha- at least half of your customers hate you yeah i mean that's got something to do with it uh monday night football this year by the way yeah the worst watched season i haven't watched ever monday night football i think is what i read the other day that could be i'm not sure why is it uh who's uh play-by-play this year uh if you wouldn't ask me i could have told you there you go well it's it's what what world are we living in where levy greasy and Okay. Somebody else. It's prime time is Berman and Booger. What, what what world is that? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I miss I miss we Tom Jackson. I was supposed to say we couldn't bring Tom Jackson back. I, I think that was the plan and health issues you just uh, kept him kept out, out, huh? Yeah. Mm. Well then. Yeah. You, and you get Booger. Can we get anybody else? <laughs> <laughs> Can we please? Oh, Anyways, boy. picks can pick them for this week. Uh, once again, 33-22, right? 33-22 okay. on the season. Got some good games this week starting out with preps. Cody Mangum 
at Faraday. We mentioned it earlier. Mangum's never beat Faraday. Two undefeated teams, though, two top five teams in the prep polls in Class 2A. Faraday Trojans defending state champions. Mangum, probably the best team they've had since that group mm-hmm. of kids that went to the Dome three times. Yeah, and that was, that was a good – they had three really good yeah. squads there. Um, I think – actually, I think this is going to come down to – you know, in high school, home field advantage matters. Uh, you know, we've seen some big crowds. I think that this was in Mangum. I think it'd be – Mangum might have a shot. I still think they have a great shot. I just think Faraday is just experienced and they have the, kind of the mental edge. Uh, yeah. Having, you know, never – Beaten Faraday, I think Mangum's going to struggle. I think Faraday wins a very close game. Uh, so you think it's a very close game? I, I do. I yeah, do. you don't. I could see it, but I don't. Yeah. I, this Faraday, this Faraday team, there's a lot of rumblings that they may, may be better than they were last year. Well, they, uh, they proved very that, possible. It looks that way so far. Yeah. Um, you know, once Faraday gets going, and we saw it a couple of years ago, uh, they if you, you can hold only hold them for so long once they get heated yeah. up. I mean, we held them, I think, two minutes into the second quarter. Uh, before the lights went out, yeah. it was a zero-zero game. <laughs> yeah, and, and then it yeah. was it was six nothing right after the lights came back on. Then all of a sudden they put thirty-five on the board before yeah. halftime. Darrell Rosenthal had a few yeah. sacks that night. Darrell Rosenthal, who was kicked off the team this week at LSU, by the yeah. way. Yeah, yeah, about that. Mm. Uh, um, so yeah, give me Faraday, and I think it's by multiple touchdowns. Well, it's going to come down to can Mangum run the football? If they can run the football and not have to throw it a million, pleasant having to run That's all right. over the field, throw yep. it and. It, it, they'll, they'll be okay. But if Mangum forces them to put the ball in the air, watch out. Yeah. All right. So, uh, I got Faraday. You got Mangum. I know. I know. We both got Faraday. <laughs> you just got it very, a little <laughs> yeah. bit closer than that. All right. Yeah. I, I'll take the points in Mangum. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, okay. Carol at Wasman, the Baby Bayou Classic. Um, this one, I think, all time is almost at a dead heat even. I don't know a whole lot about Carol. I think they've only played two games. Wasman's not very good this year. But I, I, it doesn't really matter when it comes down to this. It's it's usually the team that you don't think is going to win this game ends up playing great. So I'm going to go with Carroll. Okay. I, I just don't think Wasman has got things together yet with the new coaching staff, and it hasn't quite gelled over there for the Wildcats. Yeah, you read my mind. Um, you know, I, Wasman, of course, you know, we, we had him in district with us for several years before that. Carroll was yeah. in the district with us for yeah. a few years. Uh, both of those teams, this is a big district game tomorrow night. Uh, but, yeah, give me the Bulldogs. All right. C-A-R-R-O-L-L. Staying in the Patriots district, Master Brams, who we saw last Friday night, travel over to the pit and play the Minden Crimson Tide. I don't know what Minden's schedule was before last Friday night. I don't think it matters anymore. Mm-hmm. They've hit that district schedule, and, uh, you know, as well as I do, the class of this district has been Neville and Bastrop for a very long time. Uh, I think Minden loses their second game tomorrow night. Yeah, I, I think we saw that Bastrop has good enough skilled players to hurt you, hit the big play, and they have a really massive defensive front. You know, we six foot seven sophomore, and, and the guys that are, are smaller than him are bigger than most defensive linemen in the district. Yeah, I think Menden struggles. I do think they keep it closer than they did against Neville, but uh, Bastrop wins. All right, both going with Bastrop. All right, Catholic BR versus Rustin at Grambling. Uh, you know, Rustin's a very good football team. Yeah, I mean they're they're that Rustin West Monroe game is going to be fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, towards the end of the year. Um, but, uh, you know, Catholic uh, coming up from Baton Rouge, this is a, a, a kind of a right-in game. Yep. 
Um, you know, for for Ruston having their game against Alexandria canceled due to COVID issues there. Catholic BR was looking for an opponent as well. I think their game got canceled for tomorrow night. Um, you know, they're coming up here. I, I think Catholic wins the game. Yeah, I think they close. do. I think they do too. Uh, yeah, I'm like you. I think it's going to be a close ball game. But Catholic BR, they, they they've been a, in a lot of big games in the past five years. It's just another uh, strictly business type of Friday night for them. Uh, it'll be it'd be a good game to if you're in that area to go check that one out. Some uh, really good football players on both sides of the ball. Catholic BR, both of us going with the Bears. And, and I think I think with um, with it not you know a lot of the times when we say this would be, is our game of the week to watch. Um, yeah. A lot of the times, it's usually two area teams playing each other, uh, yeah. like tomorrow night being Mangum and Faraday. Outside but, of 2020, you would never see this matchup. That's true. That's, that's true. That's one good thing about one good thing about the uh, prep sports in 2020 is it's produced a lot of these, uh, all of these types of matchups where people, at the spur of the moment, have to call a team halfway across the state that got the same yeah. thing happen to them. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, it'll be a fun one to watch. Washita at West Monroe. It's been, uh, I think you were probably three or four the last time Washita beat West Monroe. What year was that? Um, I heard it yesterday, I believe. 92? Yes, close, somewhere in there. 92? Yeah, yeah you're pretty close in that then. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, it won't happen again tomorrow night either. Um, no, West Monroe. it will not. Uh, the, the only difference is, is, you know, Reston beat Washita 27 nothing last week. Is it can they keep that? Around about the it, same. It'll be worse than that. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, West Monroe shut about last year. So, um, Washita just needs to focus getting some points on the board. Okay, moving on to college, the Big Ten back in action. Uh, it's been eventful with them as well. Michigan, who uh, I think a lot of people every year it seems like everybody, <laughs> you know, Michigan does certain things to you know get Harbaugh gets the haters off his back and then he does something you know his team just collapses. like lose to Michigan State yeah a ter- <laughs> not a good Michigan State team no, well bad. he's got to go into Indiana and play a team that you know I think shocked everybody and beat Penn State and they're you know ranked number two, I think 13 in the country now Indiana but I think this is Harbaugh's chance to bounce back and Michigan definitely has the athletes they have to perform if they don't it's bad news for Jim I don't care if it's 2020 or not so I think Michigan gets the win. All right, so uh, you're going with Michigan, and uh, this, by the way, uh, I, I wouldn't I don't know if you'd say it was a rare. It's a rare 11 a.m. kickoff mm. for a game. Big Ten love this. They, they love, love the early games. They love it. Okay, they love eggs and football. They love yeah. it. <laughs> Fox Sports One is where you can watch this one 11 a.m. Saturday morning. Uh, give me the Hoosiers. Hoosiers. Huh? Yeah, yeah. They have Michigan's going to Indiana, and normally we would say, hey, it's going to be a big crowd on hand. You just don't know with it being 2020 <laughs> how big a crowd there's going to be there. But, uh, yeah, give me Indiana in okay. this one. Okay, so the uh, formerly known as the world's largest cocktail party, the world's smallest cocktail party, <laughs> Florida squares <laughs> off with Georgia and Jacksonville. Uh, you know, last year this was probably one of the best SEC East games of the year. It was in Jacksonville. Yeah. Um, I think Georgia squeaked it out in the end. It was the first game I was like, okay, Dan Mullen's taking Florida places. He, yeah. he, he's definitely got them on the right track compared to his predecessors. Yeah, I, I think, uh, boy, this this one's tough because it's, you know, it's, it's a neutral site yeah. game. Both teams are playing fairly well right now. Georgia's only loss was to Alabama in right. a game that I thought they had multiple opportunities to, to pull they away did. in the first half and, uh, you know, had a, had a turnover. I think they went for it on fourth down, didn't get it. 
It's your SEC CBS game of the week. Give me the Bulldogs in this one. Yeah, I, I like Georgia too. I do think it it's another close game, but I, something about Kirby Smart. I, I just I look at him kind of like Saban in these big time games, these close rivalry games. I think that gives Georgia the edge because the athletes are about the same. Yeah, and, and I'm just not a hundred percent sold on Florida's quarterback yet. No. By the way, do you know where Felipe Franks is? Uh, yeah, he's in uh, uh, yeah. Arkansas. I didn't know that until yeah. like two weeks ago, and I look up. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I didn't get that memo. Yeah, but yeah. it yeah. was just Arkansas. strange to see Felipe Franks <laughs> up in Fayetteville. Yeah. Okay, Clemson. I know. Hey, hey, Trevor Lawrence. This is big. Says, I was just say this is this is big one at Notre Dame, who looked kind of mediocre at times last week against was it Boston College. Uh, Clemson looked very mediocre at times last week. So, but that's the thing, Cody. I don't know. Dabo Sweeney, he's one of those guys, man. He and he's got the players, and he can he can motivate them for big games. I do think this has got upset written on all over. Oh, huge upset! I, I think Notre Dame pulls it off, and I get the get the win. Yeah, yeah. I'm going. I'm going with Fighting Irish as well. You know, they're. Uh, they, and even if Trevor Lawrence was playing in this game, he's not had a good year. It's not been great. It's yeah. not been he must a great have new year. Hairstyles. I'm not sure. No, he's still got the locks. Yeah, but when, when is he going to cut that? I, I'm I'm sure he will because when he becomes a professional. Before you take the Wonderlick uh-huh. test and go interview with all those professional GMs, teams, yeah, you, you might want to cut it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Notre Dame is. Uh, you know, this is a game. I want to be compared to Baker Mayfield. Right. Everybody has been waiting on Notre Dame to play a competitive mm-hmm. in-conference schedule. Mm-hmm. They decided to play that ACC schedule this year. Right. And I think right now they've probably passed the test so far. I mean, they hadn't really had – you know, they played Pitt, 45-3 to three winners there. Uh, the only one, Louisville, gave them a run. It was 12-7. to seven. <laughs> But, you know, I'm just going to say maybe it was raining there. I'm not sure. <laughs> But uh, it's always raining in, in South Bend. But yeah. uh, Notre Dame destroyed Georgia Tech last week, thirty-one to thirteen. Now, now is where it gets. You know, you got Clemson, uh, Boston College, North Carolina, Syracuse. Georgia Tech. It wasn't. They played Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, so yeah, but I think this one's got upset written all over it. Trevor Lawrence is not going to play in this game. No. Um, Even though he's perfectly fine, okay. I'm not sure what the deal is there. Well, that, that. it's the days, it's the it's it's the ACC rules. Yes, it's the ACC okay. rules. It's like one day off. Sure. He had, if it was one, if it if the if the game was Saturday, he'd be able to play. Right. But yeah, that's the way we that's the way it is, folks. Not not happening. All right, so, both of us go Notre Dame. Yeah. All right, West Virginia at Texas. Mm. So, um, Tom Herman, when is you know. He's, he's the biggest uh, promoter of himself than anybody. When is he ever going to produce a good team? Uh, because it hadn't happened yet. No. West Virginia, you know, they're they're good enough to beat Texas, but I just something about this game has me – they're both five and two, I think, or two lost teams. Uh, something about this game, I just think Texas pulls it out in, like, late fashion. A squeak. Yeah, they don't cover because I'm sure Texas yeah. is favored. They don't cover, so don't bet them. But they look terrible most of the game. Pull it out in the end. Uh, yeah, I'm going with you as well. Texas uh, with a uh, – well, I'll call it a four-point win. Four, yeah. They score go. a touchdown. They're down three. They score a touchdown right at the end of the game. Four-point win. You play to win the game. Hello, <laughs> Pac-12. 
Back in action this week, Herm Edwards in Arizona State at USC. Ooh. Yeah, USC's ranked. Nobody's seen any of these teams play. Um, Herm had some good wins last year. I think USC has the worst coach in the Big tw- in the Pac-12. I think they will they will lose a lot of games this year, and this will be the first one. Arizona State wins in an upset, ah. according to Vegas. Ah, okay. So they got Arizona State uh, winning this one. Um, hmm. We don't know. We don't. Yeah, know. you don't. This. I just know that so, I believe okay. in Herm Edwards more so than USC. Yeah. Okay. So with this being the first game of the season for the uh, Pac-12. Give me USC. I can't believe they're letting them play football in California, actually. Yeah. I mean, well, there will not be anybody there, I assure you. I oh, don't no. I think they'll be able no. to swing They'll be in a bubble, whoever's there. Yeah. So, uh, all right, give me USC. All right, move it on to the NFL. The New Orleans Saints at the Tom Brady Bucks. Mm, uh, this, one, this one's tough. Now, this will be the second matchup between these two. Right. Uh, I, think, I think what we all hoped would be – Week one between these two guys didn't go that way, and I think a lot of it had to do with your shortened training camps and not mm-hmm. having the offseason work that, uh, you know, Tom Brady could have gotten with his receivers. You know, him and him and Mike Evans were not together. Uh, Gronk was non-existent. Um, yeah. Since then, they have uh, – they've been on a tear. They got a little scare on Monday night against, uh, you know, the New York Giants, but the Giants are a one-win team. And they're going to play everybody tough trying to get that one win. And I think maybe they overlooked them a little bit for this Sunday night matchup. By the way, is Gardner-Webb the, the biggest smack talker in the NFL? What, what is going on there? Because we know what happened with Michael Thomas. It was so bad in practice that they yep. actually suspended Thomas. Yeah, yeah. The Saints did. Yeah. And then we saw what happened with the Bears. Yeah. Wide receiver and him. What's going on with that guy? What is he oh, saying no. to these people? And, and and he's got some extreme self composure because when that guy yeah. goes to waylaying on oh, you, oh, he's a troll. You, you can tell he he knew he, exactly what he was doing. Yeah. He knew that that guy was about to get kicked out. Now the guy that got kicked out, he didn't catch a single football. I think they no. may have put him in the game just to say, "Hey, go and, get and this guy." Do that, knock him on his butt. Yeah, Come on, man, yeah. he looks stupid. He tried to jerk his chain off first and then look around like, did anybody see that? And it was just so bizarre. Yeah. Jink, was it Jenkins? Like, like he was riding a riding a bull or yeah, something on I top know, of him because. I just kind of yeah. flipped over and saw after the fact, and I didn't know if Jenkins calls, and then he saw the replay. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that was the best part oh, about the man. game. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so, Sunday night, I, I think, the, you know, this round uh, goes to Tom Brady. I do. I think so as well. I think the Bucks, uh right now, I think they'll be in, in the thick of things in the NFC when it comes in the end of the, in the season. After – Getting better and better. Like I said, I, I think whenever, when everybody made the schedule – I think it should have been what it what this week is going to be yep. in week one. But, you know, and, and for the Saints, too, because their offense looked terrible in that first game against uh, Tampa terrible. Bay. It was, Both teams were terrible. Uh, it's just the Saints' defense was, you know, pretty, pretty good that week yep. and uh, caused a couple turnovers, ran a couple of interceptions back for touchdowns. But, uh, yeah, you, this week, um, you know, Tampa Bay's defense is – Amazing, yeah. Devin White, those guys—he's really—he is on a tear. Lived up man. to the he's, high pattern, absolutely. So, yeah, Tampa Bay gets this round and uh, possibly the division too. I think. Yeah. Okay, Seattle Seahawks at Buffalo Bills, Orchard Park. 
Uh, so uh, last week, the Buffalo Bills, we both picked them to uh, upset. Yeah. The uh, I don't know how big of an upset it was. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming Buffalo was favored to win this game last weekend, but uh, we, we were pretty high on them last week against yeah. New England Patriots. And they I, I, I don't think – speaking of which, going back on this, I don't know how long Bill Belichick's going to hang on with Cam Newton. It, it's I, it's, it's fading away real quick. It's fading away edge. real quick. Uh, but, yeah, Buffalo – uh, they are at home this week against Seattle. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Seattle's coming to them? Yes. All right. So Seattle's coming to them. And uh, I don't know right now how you can bet against A Russell low of Wilson. 64 in Buffalo on Sunday. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. Low of 64? Yeah. In November. What is that, like 78? <laughs> uh, I don't know how you can bet against Russell Wilson right now. Yeah. I will not bet against him. I will go Seahawks in this game. I'll go Bills. I think that um, this is the type of game where you, you go on the road, you cross country. Um, Things can not go your way. I just think this is a game that Seattle could possibly slip up. So, we differ on a couple, finally. Huh. Uh, I'll go Bills. You go Seahawks. Raiders at Chargers. Uh, all right. Justin Herbert has uh, had a pretty good rookie season so far. Um, he had a game in New Orleans that I think he should have won. He's doing better than um, – you know, uh, Mr. 17 Kids yeah, yeah, I, uh, would, would have done if he would have been back right. this year. I, he should have won last week's game against Denver. Drew Locke and company came back and won that game. Yeah. It was it was, a nice, it was a good ending. I watched most of the second half of that game. It was a really good ball game. Um, but, uh, yeah, he's, he has uh, had a really good start to his season this year. Um, on, on the flip side of that, the Raiders are kind of one of those teams where one week they play phenomenal, and yeah. next week you're kind of – you're still kind of scratching your head. But one thing stays the same with the Raiders, though. Their defense is yeah. – Gruden's got them playing good. And, and Gruden's an offensive guy. That's – I don't understand. And that, that, and that's the next thing I wanted to ask you. I mean, at what point do you – if you're Gruden, do you go get a quarterback? It's not going to be Carr. If you're going to be – okay, if you if you even fulfill half of your contract that you just signed, was it eight, nine, ten-year contract? Yeah. You don't want that guy. No. You don't. No, I, I think I think this may be it for for Carr. Um, I thought last year was going to be it. I don't know if maybe something in the contracts holding on to that. If they're trying to wait out some time or um, maybe trade up in the draft, take Trevor yeah. Lawrence. Seems sure. like it could be a good pick for for Gruden if he does it. I don't know if he will, uh, but hey, I'm gonna go ahead and call it right now. Joe Brewer is going to be a much better NFL quarterback than Trevor Lawrence. I agree. It's it's the writing's on the wall. Uh, I think in the next draft they go after some offensive linemen for Burrow yeah. and keep yeah. him on his feet, and he's going to be a good quarterback for a long time. Uh, give me um, give me the Raiders in this game. Raiders for Cody. I'll go Chargers and the rookie Justin seven foot tall a bear. Bears at Titans. Hmm. I, I I think that both of these teams when if they're playing great can easily be a contender to go to the Super Bowl. But we haven't seen that in a couple weeks out of either one of these teams. I do love Derrick Henry when, when things are flowing and that offense is flowing. Tannehill, would, he surprised me this year. I think them being at home and, of course, Derrick Henry is the X factor they get the win. Tennessee. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go with that. They're on a two-game losing streak. You know, they lost to the yeah. Steelers in a matchup of unbeatens, and they Steelers turned around and got smacked in the mouth by Burrow and company, yeah. well, which I <laughs> yeah, thought was a that. big head-scratcher there. But – uh yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to take Tennessee in this one. I think uh, their run game is going to keep uh, the uh, defense of, of Chicago on the field. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, their defense is, is pretty solid, too. They can force Nick Foles into a couple mistakes. Give me the Titans. All right, last one. 
Ravens at the Colts. Ah, Philip Rivers. Yeah. Um, that guy. Yeah, that guy. By the way, by the way, we were looking through games, you know, pro games to, to kind of pick in this one. Yeah. I didn't realize that the, the Colts are 5-2. and two. Yeah. The quiet 5-2. and two. They are a quiet 5-2 yeah. and two team. They're very quiet. Uh, yeah. Baltimore is Baltimore. You know what you're going to get. You're, you know, you're going to get a heavy dose of Lamar Jackson mm-hmm. uh, on the ground, um, and then he can beat you through the air. I, I think this is going to be an easy win for the Ravens. Easy. Easy win for easy the Ravens. Easy win for the Ravens. Yes. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll go Ravens too. So we got a couple differences there. So there will be some discrepancies. We will not be tied again. Okay. For week six, and that's our pigskin pick'em. And uh, I do hope we do better than eight and seven. Yeah, I hope so too. Uh, so uh, there you have it. That's going to wrap us up for this week. As uh, we get set for Friday Night Football tomorrow night, we'll be live at Patriot Stadium at 6.30 with the Farm Bureau Insurance pregame show. A kickoff at 7 o'clock between the Patriots as they welcome Huntington, the Panthers, in. That's right. Last home game of the season. The Patriots uh, have a chance, uh, really have a chance to get a win tomorrow night. You know, cut down the turnovers. Running game gets going. Start connecting on some of those passes. They should beat this team. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, you can follow us, uh, of course, live right here on KMAR, also on Mixler.com and TuneIn Radio. want to thank everybody throughout the year who has streamed it, whether you are uh, in-state sitting in your living yeah. room or out-of-state working. Uh, we're Our own jigger at the Deer Cat. That's right. We, uh, we enjoy Thanks. having you guys tune in every Friday night. Hang out with us as well. Do it again tomorrow night. And, uh, of course, next Thursday night, another edition of the Extra Point right here on KMAR. Matt, once again, we'll see you tomorrow night, pal. Rocking in the free world, folks. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in to the Extra Point Podcast. You can listen live weekdays at 5 p.m. during football season on KMAR, Mixler.com, and TuneIn Radio. Or you can catch the playback of our show right here each Friday. Be sure to share our weekly episodes with your friends on all social media platforms.